0: Thank the you the for joining us, of us for this episode. We're speaking from the, the heart on human design to help you discover you who you uniquely and are. And
1: you in Hi, I'm Marianne Till and I'm Liz DeKoening. Come along for the ride next as time, we have heart-to-heart conversations about the energies that influence our lives.
0: Hello and welcome to our new podcast, The Synergy of Us, and it's all about speaking from the heart on human design, which hopefully will help you to discover who you uniquely are. That was hard to say. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, we're going to introduce ourselves. So I'll start with you, Marianne. Hmm, Thanks. (laughs) Is this where I play crickets? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm Ann and basically I have a background in education and in um, healing and coaching and mediumship and basically – Those have uh, laid a bit of a foundation before I found the tool of human design and then realised that all of those different things that I've done actually fit in with using human design as a tool to understand who we are here uniquely to be, who we were
0: born to be. Mm. So in human design, what type are you?
1: So I am a self-projected projector. Mm.
0: Funny that. So am I. Mm. Oh. <laughs> so the other thing that people probably should know is that we're sisters. Yes, so we are. <laughs> you might actually find that we sound similar. We've been told we sound exactly the same, but we don't think that's the case at all. So
1: we've also been told we look a lot alike as well. But that's that's not the case either.
0: either. <laughs> No. So I'm Liz and um, I've come from a public service background. That's what I did for 35 years of my life. I won't say it was wasted. Nothing's ever wasted. But anyway, (laughs) I discovered um, spirituality and uh, all sorts of esoteric stuff a long time ago when I was basically – Oh, probably in about the first year of high school, I reckon. So many, many moons ago, that was, <laughs> that was when I discovered it and got in big trouble from my father who was very religious and he didn't like it at all. But I secretly carried on forever. <laughs> many, many different things have influenced me along the way. Uh, won't go into that because they'll probably come up as we go through things in this podcast over time, I would assume. And I'm currently retired, yay! I have lots of time to do the things that I want. Well, sort of, except my time ge- keeps being taken up, but that's all right. And I've also started a podcasting business, so hence why I'm kind of introducing this And carry on because I've got the equipment. (laughs) And uh, I'm also taking up art and a few other things as well. So we'll come back to all of those at some point. I'm sure when we talk about different parts of human design um, that hopefully will help you learn more about yourself because I'm – interested in finding out about my human design, Marianne's interested in helping everybody else find out about their human design and what it means for them. Anyway, let's move on from there. Is there anything else you want to add? Ah, uh, no, I
1: don't think so. Okay. Because well, we're going to cover a whole lot of stuff over the episodes. Yes,
0: that's right. Oh, there's so much. Um, so I guess we need to talk about what we're about We've already said that the, the name of the podcast is The Synergy of Us. Where did that come from, Marianne? I don't exactly remember where it came from. I know I, I put the word synergy in there because <laughs> I like it.
1: <laughs> and that kind of made sense because, <laughs> you know, essentially from a spiritual perspective, and this, this podcast is very much looking at life through an energetic and spiritual perspective – You know, there is a synergy and a connection between everyone and everything right at the heart of it. But it probably started with the fact that, you know, there is a synergy between the both of us as sisters and as people who've been on, you know, their own particular spiritual journey that's intersected at different points in time as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, we each have our own perspectives on that as well. So it's kind of like how can we bring that together and then help others in their spiritual journey. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so there's a whole lot of different layers, I think, on it. So there'd also be th- the thought that, you know, within each of us there is a kind of synergy that goes on as we find out who we are, you know, truly, our true essence, and we actually start to – you know, explore that, bring that together. It creates, you know, an amazing synergy, a way of of bringing ourselves together fully and understanding ourselves more completely than what we can happen when we're living in a lack of awareness.
0: Yeah. Yep. I kind of also equate synergy with synchronicity, And serendipity as well, you know, things end up where they're supposed to be, and you, the universe throws things in your way to help you get to certain points, and all of that kind of thing. So, um, you know, the three S's synergy, synchronicity, serendipity. (laughs) I could make a song (laughs) better, you than me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, but I think, I think that that's essentially what what it is about like synergy is about all of the ways that you know we're connected and those connections draw things to us and give us opportunities to actually connect with other people connect with ourselves connect with the earth connect with the universe like it's all about this really big um energetic connection that is greater than the sum of its parts Mm,
0: that's exactly right, yeah. And I guess what's, what's an example of um, like synergy for you that's happened to you at some point?
1: Well, I think my entire <coughs> most recent spiritual journey is a perfect example of, of synergy And those synchronicities and those things that just kind of come along, all the serendipity as well, that I believe is brought to you, and we'll talk a little bit more about this later on, but there's sort of aspects of our human design that actually draw things to us that are meant to help us learn about ourselves, follow the direction that we're meant to go in, come to, you know, see maybe our purpose, that kind of thing. So... You know, basically my spiritual journey perhaps started when I did my first lot of Reiki and then I kind of ran away and hid from that for a little bit. To be <laughs> she honest. She did. She did. <laughs> I ran away to Western Australia. Uh, but um, you know, ultimately, because that was the direction that I was meant to go in, that I'm designed to go in, I had other opportunities for experiencing that more and the next opportunity that came up I'm just picking the highlights because you know this could be an entire book but yeah, anyway it could <laughs> <laughs> but the next the next most significant thing happened when I decided just basically in the spur of the moment almost to go and train in hypnosis which then took me into a whole another area of my I, I suppose talents so you know i've been in education but that took me into you know coaching and seeing how we can tap into our unconscious selves to to find something better to find a way to to work through problems in a different way so that kind of went there then i went back to the reiki I became a Reiki master and a crystal Reiki master and so on, like I've done a few different things because there's that strong connection um, to the energy. And that led me into actually studying to become a medium. And parallel to that was me actually starting to find out about human design. So it all sort of came together... And in that process, I discovered more and more of who I was meant to be and released more of the conditioning, the things that um, I had believed about myself that were not actually true.
0: What's an example of that?
1: Um, I believed I was a generator.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You acted like one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, let's face it, our parents were a manifesting generator and a generator. And... You know, our father had a, or still has, he's still with us. (laughs) But he, you know, he has a defined ego, will centre, which is a fairly rare thing for someone to have. So we were in a situation where his willpower as children was very dominant and led us to be conditioned to think that we did have to work and work and work Mm, because that's what he did yeah exactly (laughs) and you know i mean so did mum as well in a different kind of way Mm. but it was still that sort of focus on what you had to do in life rather than the other things so we were not really encouraged to explore other options so i'd say that's probably the strongest conditioning and then you know, you kind of go through your life thinking, because you see everybody else, you know, 70% of the population is a generator type, which is exactly what it's meant to be. Otherwise, shit wouldn't get done. (laughs) But, (laughs) (laughs) But as projectors, you know, we've got a different role in life other than just focusing on what it is that we need to do. We'll talk more about the different types and, you know, some different perspectives on that as we go through. But probably one of our strongest... Conditioning, just this is just for everybody, is what we're conditioned to believe about ourselves when we are very small children because we are constantly in the aura of our immediate family, whatever types they are, you take on that energy, you take on that conditioning.
0: Yeah, and if they don't have awareness of what they're actually doing, so it's not their fault. It's just that they don't have that awareness. Um, which means that you're kind of stuck with that uh, if we move in the future to you know more people being aware of what their type is and what the impact that would have on other people we may have a completely different generation of children coming at some point where you know they're not necessarily conditioned in the same way which would be I think it'd be really interesting actually
1: yeah the <coughs> The people that I know in human design who are actually teaching their children from you know, almost birth that this is their type and how to honour that energy uh, certainly seem to have children who are more self-aware and more balanced. I mean, I suppose the proof will be in what they're like as adults. Yeah. But, you know, there, there's certainly a movement to actually do that and I think that that is – you know, the way of the future is how we can actually teach our children
0: to know their true and authentic selves. Mm, Very true. Yeah. Um, Is there any other part of our name that we need to explain?
1: Uh, Well, probably as a little bit of a serendipity.
0: Mm, Here we go.
1: (laughs) after, After we'd kind of picked the name, I was delving a little bit into my gene keys, which is connected to I was just going to say, what the hell is that? So, so human design is like the broader thoughts around our design, how it's created. We'll talk a little bit more about some of that philosophy as we go through as well. But within that, there have been different aspects of thought, maybe different... Um, spiritual le- leanings and learnings that have taken people in different direction. One of those directions, which has got a whole lot of extra layers to it, is gene keys. So it's still associated with human design. It is associated with it, but it does have a different perspective on the the different gates, so which is are called it, gene
0: keys. Is it congruent? Yes. Definitely. So it fits with human design and it it adds to it. Yes. More? Yeah. yeah, exactly.
1: So and that that's sort of the reason why I was exploring it, because, you know, I'm quite familiar with my gates in human design and other aspects of my design. So I was exploring what, you know, the the equivalence was in Gene Key. So so basically I'm doing that at the time that we're coming up with a name and I was looking at what in my human design is my unconscious son? So, well, <laughs> <laughs> So for this you might need to make sure that you actually have a copy of your human design chart so that you can kind of get a sense. If you're going to watch, watch, listen, uh, <laughs> connect with us, you probably need to have, have something a little bit visual. But each of you the – You don't need it
0: right now though, but –
1: Well, it could could be handy, but anyway, you can go and investigate. And uh, I think we'll have in our show notes a way for you to actually get a free detailed chart. Yes.
0: Of your human design. A free detailed chart and also how you could actually get a reading, which will tell you a bit more as well.
1: Yeah. So, now I've forgotten where I was going with that. Oh, Oh, yes. Key 45 well, no, unconscious sun, oh, conscious unconscious sun. sun. So, <laughs> so, so essentially, we have in our design um, gates that were in a certain position at the time that we were born. So think about astrology, for those people who know astrology, you know, with, with that, it's about the position of astrological bodies at the time that you were born. Yep. So it's a similar kind of thing as one part of human design. And we also look at in human design where the astrological bodies were about three months before we were born. So
0: time we're developing in the womb. Interestingly, you can also look at that with um, astrology, and it talks about your past lives. Mm. Mm.
1: Yes. So so yeah, there are things that we'll definitely uncover where there's the similarities between astrology as well. So, so there is, and there's definitely within human design, the aspect of the soul that is looked at also. Anyway, so, so the things that um, were in place about three months before your birth are seen as being the unconscious aspect of us or the embodied aspect of us. There's a few different ways of thinking about it. But it's something that's like below our awareness. And then the things that were in place at the time we were born are things that we're more consciously aware of. Not everyone and not always. Well, no, but this (laughs) this is obviously a generalisation. So, you know, with human design we have broad generalisations just to help people start to make connections and then they can work through it and see how it works for them. And there are, you know, some things where there's a few more layers to it oh, that yeah. we'll kind of unpack, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> so anyway, so m- my unconscious sun gate is gate 45, which is also called the gate of the queen, which is nice. Oh, here we go. <laughs> but anyway.
0: <gasps> my James so Jean- Elizabeth. I so should be the queen.
1: So, <laughs> so Gene Key 45, though, um, has as its gift – synergy so this is what I discovered see long long story to get to the point where (laughs) we actually had that kind of interesting thing that we'd come up with this idea of synergy which fitted and then within my design there was actually something that related to synergy as well so I thought that was that was pretty cool how it kind of came together
0: yeah very and it fits it all fits yes well I think we probably should have a talk about what we want to get out of this podcast. Shall I tell you what Marianne said? (laughs) I just want an opportunity to talk about my shit. (laughs) (laughs) Which is entirely true because I have got a defined
1: throat (laughs) connected to my G-Center. So I actually, you know, it gives me a chance to actually talk about the stuff that ...I'm aware of, the stuff that I'm interested in... ...and that I think will help other people.
0: Well, you've got a real passion for human design... ...and when you start talking about it... ...it's very hard to get you to stop. So hopefully this podcast doesn't go on forever. (laughs) Mm, Well, we can always (laughs) hope. (laughs) (laughs) So So, uh, I guess from my perspective... um, ...I... I feel like podcasting is a way for people to get their stories out. Stories being not, you know, not necessarily tales or fairy tales or anything like that, but they're stories about themselves that will make a difference in the world. And even if you think your story might not make a difference in the world, it probably will because someone somewhere will get something out of it. So, to me, being involved in this is an opportunity for me to give back in saying I can help you do this podcast and this will get your stories out there and this is going to make a difference to people all over the world, not just in our local area where, you know, if you're just doing things face-to-face, it's going to be the local area for a start. Let's just, you know, say that... People don't go and talk to people everywhere. (laughs) But, yeah, so I think it gives the opportunity for your stories, and I'm talking about you, Marianne, your stories, to make a difference to people everywhere because the knowledge that you have about human design is incredible and different and unusual and I think it's what's needed. It's not a – not necessarily – ...a perspective on human design that the purists would think is the right way... ...but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It means people will get more out of it because it's more human. Mm. It's more the human part of design.
1: Yes, well, ultimately (laughs) human design is about understanding you as a human. Mm. And just as a little side note for the listeners... As part of Liz's design, she is actually here to listen to stories on a really deep level. So it actually makes sense for her to be helping people to bring their stories out. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Mm.
0: Mm. That's why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she likes to point this out often. (sighs) (laughs) So what do we want other people to get out of this?
1: Well, there's a whole range of things that you can get out of understanding your humanness through human design. And probably the f- the first thing is to actually understand that you are a unique person and that's okay. Mm. You don't have to fit a mould. You don't have to be a sheep. Exactly. You can be a multicoloured sheep. Or you can be a monkey
0: instead no, of a let's sheep. Let's go back to the sheep. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so that I mean that that's really the the biggest part is going you know this is who I am and I can accept myself rather than feeling like there's a wrongness in who you are because that's not the reality everybody
0: is a different individual and that's exactly the way it is meant to be I think before I started understanding myself better through human design, I felt like I was strange, weird, didn't fit in, invisible a lot of the time. And although some of those things, I mean, most of those things still apply, I feel better about it because I understand more of who I am. And I'm not saying I have a total understanding of myself through human design as yet, but The further I go, the more I understand, the more I look at myself in a different way and think about what I'm doing consciously rather than just drifting through life, I guess.
1: Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think the ultimate purpose of human design is exactly that, which is to allow you to be you. Mm. And to love yourself for being you.
0: Yeah. And and I think at this point it's probably, <laughs> I forgot to say this before, but I'm also a self-projected projector. And it's very strange because there's two of us in the same family that are self-projected projectors. And then we also found that one of my sons is also a self-projected projector. So there are three of us in the one family. It seems like really long odds for something like that to happen. But there's obviously a reason. Mm. And it is very long
1: odds because out of the possible designs for projectors, being self-projected is one of the rarest. But I believe that the role that self-projected projectors plays is very important. So maybe that's why, you know, there's such a... Density of us within the family, <laughs> I'll put it in one way,
0: or else we're just all weird. <laughs> um, but what's the what's the what's this purpose of which you speak for self-projected projectors?
1: Well, I I just feel that essentially we're we're able to tap into the the soul part of ourselves in a much more dynamic way than many of the other types are where there's sort of a little bit of a process that they need to go through. Whereas when we are truly aligned, we can actually just find ourselves heading off in the direction that we're meant to go in without being able to explain why necessarily, but we just go in that direction because that's the right direction. So it's sort of very much embodying that um, automatic, that subconscious, unconscious aspect of ourselves, which is really what, you know, it's important for us to tap into to accept ourselves because that is kind of the stuff that we try and not acknowledge, that we see as being the deepest, darkest, dirtiest part of ourselves. So there's sort of this Do we ma- see
0: that though? Uh, I think we should be able to see it. So... Because it's interesting, it's it's almost like... Because I've done a bit of astrology over the years. <laughs> quite a few years really? of study. Um, and it seems like the subconscious equates to the 12th house in astrology. And a lot of the time you don't... You're not trying to hide it and stuff like that. You just don't know. Mm. Yes. But I
1: think that this is one of the gifts of perhaps Gene Keys more than human design is actually being able to see yourself more truly. Mm. Like I I think that a lot of the unconscious stuff is around fear as in we don't want to see it because there's a fear involved in what that will actually mean.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's true of the 12th house as well, but it just, yes, it just seems that unless you have some level of self awareness, you're not going to get to that point. And I do think that the gene keys and the gates and so on give a much better explanation of those things than the 12th house in astrology. And maybe astrology has a slightly different bent to it that um that you're looking at different things so you're not you don't need to know that but yeah i'm i do think that you have to have an a level of awareness to actually get to the point that you can see that you're trying to hide those things yeah yeah
1: and that and that's essentially what i think ...human design helps us to do. So think of it as being almost like, you know, the manual. So you're opening up the manual of you and in there... God,
0: be a really long manual with human design.
1: Jeez. Yep. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> but think, you know, think quantumly... ...because there is a quantum element to human design as well. You know, we can actually take in that information... ...at a cellular level, at an energetic level... So it doesn't have to be like this massive journey necessarily. Like some of the, the realisations can just happen and change you in an instant. Mm. So – but I think, you know, if you, if it's that idea that you work from, so within this manual, you know, you can see yourself that you recognise in the mirror every day. Mm-hmm. But then you can see yourself in the mirror that other people recognise you through. Yeah. And that's the unconscious part. And that's where you can start to release a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And step into, you know, that
0: empowered part of yourself. Mm. I think empowered is a good word. I think it's really something that most people need. They need to feel empowered. And having this knowledge about something like human design will help you become a more empowered person because you can take control of your life because you understand why things are happening the way they are. Mm. Yeah, very true.
1: And, you know, there are are a lot of tools, I suppose, towards empowerment and self-empowerment in the world, within the spiritual community, within, I suppose, even like the mindset community. And all of them... Offer a lot of value. Mm. And certainly, there's some of the ones that I've explored on my journey to get to human design. And I use them still with clients as part of coaching programs. But with the human design, it actually offers a much not going to say easy, but but a more complete view of you as a person, so you can actually be more targeted in reaching that empowerment. Mm.
0: Yeah. See, I th- I find it interesting that you know we talk about doing things like hypnosis and um, what's the other one that NLP. Yeah, NLP, and they work and they're good, but a lot of it is about the unconscious and I think that sometimes, I mean that's good, don't get me wrong, but is it, this is just my thought, is it not better for people to actually become aware to help move through things?
1: Yeah, I I think (coughs) my, my perspective on that is that if I had not done hypnosis, if I had not done NLP, I would not have... ...released enough layers to reach the point where I could then become consciously aware. Mm. So, and I, I think that's also true for clients that I've seen... ...who've gone through a similar journey of unawareness to more self-awareness. Yeah. So, so I think from what I've seen it can actually speed up that process. You know, there's a lot of gunk that we actually take on energetically mm. that is from someone else. Yeah. And I think that you know like hypnosis, NLP, other other things that are similar to that and there's a whole range of them are actually there working at releasing some of that gunk. Once that's gone, once you kind of cleared some of that stuff out, then you're closer to being able to tap in and see your own awareness of yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess everyone has things that they've done over time that help with that process. Uh, and it's just the degree, I guess. Hmm. I think maybe maybe for those people that are really, really stuck, things like the hypnosis and the NLP and stuff like that are a good starting point.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And anything that
1: can help you to move forward is a is a positive thing mm.
0: true very true mm. well this has been an interesting conversation <laughs> that kind of went yes. in some directions we didn't expect <laughs> yeah, so I suspect this may be what you can look forward to <laughs> <and> <laughs> well we are having a conversation <laughs> yes so I I, th- I guess the other thing that we need to say is that in the future we ...are aiming to have some guests. Some of them will be on particular topics. Some of them will be people who have certain aspects... ...that we want to talk about as far as human design goes. And yeah, I don't know... ...that's kind of where we're at at the moment. We don't know what will happen in the future... ...because this will evolve. Yes, it will. ...in a
1: synergistic way. (laughs) Exactly. That's the whole point. We're all on an evolutionary journey.
0: Yes. Uh, As long as I don't evolve to a monkey, I'll be fine. Okay. (laughs) We're just going to be sheep. Yes, a multicolored one. (laughs) Or maybe a black one. I don't know. (laughs) Either way, I'm quite happy with that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, is there anything else that you want to tell our listeners about before we run away? Okay, well, I suppose just to
1: kind of wrap up, you will find in the show notes some ways to contact us, and as we already mentioned, if you wish to get your chart, uh, you can. You'll find a link to do that, and obviously, I do lots of things with human design, including having a reading, which can be a really eye-opening thing to do, just to get an idea of what you know this manual this roadmap
0: is actually saying about you as a person. Yes. It is really interesting to have readings about yourself... ...because it becomes much more specific than if you read a book... ...or uh, read something online, look at a website, you know, any of that stuff. It, it's not that I've had a human design reading yet. Well, you've I kind of had multiple ones, really, yeah, haven't you? they kind of ongoing... <laughs> Forever and ever. (laughs) But I have had astrology readings and tarot readings and various other things as well. And so if you've had any of those, you kind of know that it becomes specific to you and that's what Marianne would be doing in a human design reading is taking all these elements that you may or may not have read about yet and putting them into a package that will make more sense to you. Hmm. Exactly, Mm. yes. Yeah. So, I think Mm. that's us for today. We actually managed to do this in under infinity, which Mm. I think is quite a bonus, actually. (laughs) Two defined
1: throats talking away,
0: anything could happen. (laughs) Yeah, that's right, and it probably will in the future. We're not aiming for any particular time. We're just going to have conversations each time. So, let's see what happens in the future. Anyway, welcome... To our podcast, we'll say goodbye for now and we'll be back next time. I think we're going to be talking about the types and how we think they could be redefined. Mm, Mm. Very interesting. (laughs) Thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Synergy
1: of Us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and it has helped you in some way to become more aligned with your energy. Until next time,
0: bye Bye for now. now.